What if we turn into an antique show this week? What's going on? <laughs> oh, shall I tell you what I, I went and bought? Yeah, go on. A Plymouth Argyle for the listener. A Plymouth Argyle... Um, what was it called? I called it a carafe to you on text yesterday. <laughs> Were you thinking of a cravat? A cravat. Yeah. Why Why are you sniffing it? Oh, you know, sometimes things smell a bit musty and old when they're being from the charity shop. Well, it's, yeah, that, that did belong to someone who's now dead. Could have been. Could have been an ex-player who's now dead. You never know. Maybe they used to wear these in the 20s when they played on the pitch. Cravats with the Plymouth Argyle logo. Um, but it kind of, it, it took me by surprise because I've got a an EAFC career mode with Plymouth at the moment. So uh, I thought, I love useless tat like this. This is probably the only outing it's going to get, Henry. I do think, though, we should start a Halftime Sandwiches trophy cabinet where we put together things like your Plymouth Argyle scarf, basically shite memorabilia from every and all football clubs up and down the land and beyond these shores as well. Before we get into things properly, if I sound mad, it's because I'm full of... Full of... Full of... Full of... Full of... Full of... That was on cue, that was. Full of flu... But still doing this and we will keep going and talking rubbish until the final whistle, which this week comes courtesy of Roy Hodgson. And it'll be the end of the show when you hear this. Let's not take the piss here. I, I certainly wasn't. Well, I think you are. Uh, what's been going on this week then? Some people who are looking to shaft some things that aren't tat are people who go on Dragon's Den. Uh, <laughs> si- sideways past that just about makes sense. <laughs> Henry, I actually know someone on the new series of Dragon's Den. I don't know which episode. Uh, he's called Sam, and that's all I can tell you. He's a friend of a friend. But um, he's, yeah, he's pitching. Is he pitching? Yeah, he's to the pitching. Dragons? Yeah, he's not one of the dragons. I wouldn't be doing this bloody podcast if he was. <laughs> um, oh man, it's, it is genuinely one of my favourite TV shows. I love Dragon's Den. I don't know what it is about it. It it's the whole concept. I feel like the dragons play up to it. They love mm. the power that they've got. And there's so many beautiful stories that come out of it. But the big thing for me this season on Dragon's Den is we've got the first ever guest dragons. And one of those guest dragons is a former professional footballer who you and I know as Mr. Gary Neville. And I was watching the episode. It was a good one. And the perfect person came on to pitch to him. A former pro footballer pitched his match-worn memorabilia business. And this is perfect for Gary, right? Gary got his gloves on, played a bit of a bit of shot-stopping five-a-side. <laughs> he put Edison's gloves on, match-worn gloves by Man City goalkeeper Edison. These how small his hands are. <laughs> Jeez. This guy pitching his business, he had these Mark Hughes boots from 1985 that were up for, I think, it's, uh, around £12,000. Apparently, Mark Hughes used to repaint over the the stripes on the adidas boots Cheapskate. when they when they wore off so that's how you know they've got a bit of you know a bit of a story it's all about the story isn't it with these things but it made me think gary neville in the den gary neville as a dragon 
what are the former footballers or current footballers do we want to see on TV? We've had Gary in the Den, Ian Wright did I'm a Celeb yes. way back when. Yes, yeah, so I saw you put this up on our Instagram at Halftime Sandwiches. Uh, any revelations? Some interesting ones. Uh, I thought our community would come up with the goods and they have. Um, ben responded with Lee Bowyer on the Great British Sewing Bee, which <laughs> is a... It's an interesting thought. Lee Bowyer, I think, is best known for getting into a scrap with Kieran Dyer on the pitch. He was manager of Birmingham City not that long ago, and oh my God, his his post-match interviews were some of the driest things I've Perfect ever heard. Showing me. Perfect. Get him on there. Lee Bowyer on the Great British Showing Bee. Thanks for that, Ben. Um, Liv responded with Thierry Henry. Just on she just, she just wants to see him on anything, and why not? He's a sexy man. Uh, Zoe replied with Alan Shearer on Celebrity Traitors, which mm. could be epic. I mean, I'm I'm obsessed with traitors. I know you are as well, mm. Josh. And Alan Shearer doesn't give much away with his punditries. He's very stony-faced at Yeah, you times. can imagine him with his slightly squinty eyes looking across the table. Mm. How are you? Are you a traitor? <laughs> Thought it'd be good to do a quick whistle-stop tour of... Musicians and footballers colliding this week. I love it when you don't really expect to see musicians at the football or you maybe don't expect to see footballers at gigs. Well, both have happened this week. Ronaldinho has been, I think he's been modelling in in Paris Fashion Week, but he's also been at a Giggs gig. Giggs the rapper, not Ryan Giggs. He's not performing. That'd be (laughs) shit. Uh, Giggs the rapper Ronaldinho is watching him although Eric Cantona has just announced another tour you know he's yeah, singing at the that. moment so I saw that he... what the hell we should go to one of them gigs oh my god we should should we see if we can go and review it yeah great. why not alright another artist and footballer colliding the weekend was all about Ivan Tony's big return yeah. to Brentford and Stormzy was there in the stands he met him after with a Brentford shirt um, technically a Man United fan but can you blame the man he wants to see some goals and he did down at Brentford how fucking cool is Ivan Tony? his post-match interview as well he he called himself the big dog if you're <laughs> going to go out and say that you are the big dog repeatedly you, you need to back it up and he did well that's he- what I don't know if you've ever watched the Wayne Rooney documentary I have at least 12 times and there's a bit in it where Wayne Rooney comes back from injury into the Euro 2004 World Cup. And I think it's the World Cup 2006 squad. And he literally walks into the training camp and says to the camera, big dog's back. And Gary Neville went, oh, that's when we knew we had a problem. <laughs> Whereas for Ivan Tony, it's clearly worked. That shut spars rubbed off. All this chat, Josh, about music and football... It's got me onto a, a little bit of a, a musical number if we have time for an interlude here on the pod. Always. Now, a man called Troy Deeney has hit the headlines in recent weeks. He is best known for his time playing for Watford, probably. Uh, that goal, that goal in the playoff run for Watford. Deeney! down the other end against Leicester. But he recently managed Forest Green Rovers. He was player coach there. He took over as manager and it was bedlam. It lasted just 30 days, six matches as well. Featured a touchline ban, a few furious rants as well from Troy Deeney. And most importantly, Josh, a passing reference to the Antiques Roadshow. 
after <laughs> losing to Harrogate a few weeks ago. Why have we turned into an antique show this week? What's going on? <laughs> Deeney complained that there were too many babies in his squad and he suggested he would rather sit through the Antiques Roadshow than watch his own team play. Now, Troy... I implore you to watch the Antiques Roadshow on a Sunday. After you've had a roast dinner, sit down, watch the roadshow. There's nothing better. Please. Me and the family do... We do bets. We we try and get the closest evaluation, you know, to a watch. I'll say three grand. My dad will say 30. It'll be 15 and he'll, he'll win the bet. So... Troy, there's a lot of fun to be had. Anyway, uh, Troy said he'd rather watch Antiques Roadshow than watch his own team play. His tenure didn't feature a win, as I said, only in charge for six games. And it made me think, one minute he's there, the next he's not. Forget Troy Deeney, he's more like Troy Houdini, Josh. <laughs> oh, God. So, I've written a little ditty inspired by Dua Lipa's tune, Houdini, but I've renamed it Troy Houdini. Okay, I'm all ears. He comes and he goes, forest green rivers don't need me, wasn't there for long. Watch him as he goes, Troy Deeney, he comes and he goes. Baby players really don't please me, everybody knows. Watch him as he goes, Troy Deeney. Oh yes, that's brilliant. I mean, it's kind of a shame because I kind of want that sung in the stands, but you would actually need him to be at a club and the whole point is he's buggered off. We are halfway through the Africa Cup of Nations, so it feels like there's so much that's gone on. I can't believe we haven't mentioned it yet. Um, I mean, we're both in a sweepstake, which I've put together. My team, or one of my teams, Cameroon, just got through, which is good. Who, who, who mm. did you draw? Namibia. I text my dad because he's done a lot of travelling in Asia and Africa, and I said, Namibia, thoughts? And he said, lovely country, shit football. <laughs> so... Hopefully, hopefully they do. They deceive the odds and they go through. Well, the trend of this tournament has almost been the countries you would think wouldn't be doing well have actually turned up. Cape Verde have scored wonder goals. Do you remember that old Man United player Beppe? He scored a free kick yeah. from about forty-five yards. Didn't even know he was still playing. <laughs> it's put them through over Egypt, Equatorial Guinea beat the host nation Ivory Coast 4-0 the other day. That was um, bonkers. They, I mean, remember they used to have Drogba, Torres, Ghana are out. And Henry, we've got to mention your man. You are a Liverpool fan. Mo Salah, what's happened, mate? The thing with Mo is, and I think you'll agree with this, Josh, is whenever he gets his hair cut, he's like Samson in the Bible. <laughs> All his strength is in his hair. And when he grows it out and he looks a little bit like a nutty professor... He plays incredible football. The last game he played for Liverpool against Newcastle, he got two goals. He looked insane with his hair sort of bobbing around like it does. He just, he plays better with long hair and now he's injured. He pulled up the other night against Ghana, which was a massive game for Egypt. Um, it was at first thought to be something quite insignificant, I think. But now people are saying that it's 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 a critical tear or, or something. So he might be going back to Liverpool to get treatment. Well, he can't He can't grow back his hair just like that. So your season's over, mate. <laughs> it's done. Okay, just enough time for the penalty shootout before we get into this week's 
and tell you the topic. We've got a bit of a predicament here because last week's we did Harry Potter puns for our five-a-side team. Um, equal love or equal hatred, depending on which way you look at it. It's a draw, a ball draw. So we need a way of sorting this out. Who's who's going to be the winner? Well, let's not leave it up to us or the listeners, Josh. Let's see. Screw we- the listeners. <laughs> let's let's leave it up to a a football aficionado. She is a true Trotter fan, a big Bolton gal. Her name is Lucy. She has hosted and produced the Wanderer podcast. She's a no nonsense football fan, Josh. So why don't we get her to judge our two teams and find out who she thinks should be the winner? Okay. Hey, Henry and Josh. I've seen you've had a draw. You need an independent adjudicator or VAR, if we're using VAR. Depends what the competition is, doesn't it? But let's use VAR in this competition. So I've looked at your teams. I like how creative they both are. It's very difficult. Is there any chance of a draw? Are you allowed a draw? If you're not allowed a draw, I do think that pauses for dramatic effect. I do think that Henry just nicks it, but they were both really good. Oh, well, this is a fix because she knows you first and foremost. Oh. Much better, and you're the one who wanted us to get an independent adjudicator in. Right, she's I'm, not coming back. I'm Screw chuffed. that. VAR is not going to be in this competition next season, and by this oh. next season, I mean now, because we're going to do another one. You're winning two-one on penalty shootout. Two-nil, baby. Two-two-nil. Sorry, nil. sorry. I don't know where my other goals are coming from. Um, <laughs> fine, two-nil to you. But we mentioned it at the start of the show. This week's penalty shootout is linked to Mr. Roy Hodgson because earlier this week, before Crystal Palace's 5-0 defeat to Arsenal, he said this about his team. Well, we've gone through the trials and tribulations of the last few months. Coming back for those 10 games at the end of last season, I loved that. That was a self-playing piano, but the self-playing piano's cracked up and now we've really had to work very hard to get any tune out of it at all. So inspired by Roy and mentioning his team were like a piano, um, the theme of the penalty shootout this week is instruments. Henry, you're the reigning champ. You kick us off with your first one. I don't think you're going to be happy with this because I've got a repeat player from the Potter penalty shootout and it's a former Man City and England number one, now at Celtic. It could be Banjo Hart, but I've gone for Joe Harp. In goal for me, I'm a bit more inventive. I do pick different players. So I've looked to Brighton and their goalkeeper. Instead of Jason Steele, it's Jason Steele Pan Drum. Okay, in defence for me. Do you remember this guy, Norwich defender? He scored in the 4-5 Norwich-Liverpool game at Carrow Road. It's Sebastian Bassoon. <laughs> I've gone for a sturdy centre-back as well. This time, someone that did play for Liverpool and inspired by Roy and his piano. It is Sammy Hippiano. Hippie, hippie, hippiano, hippiano, hippiano. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I'm going way back here, Josh, back to the 60s and 70s for a player 
who is a Manchester City legend. He was part of the Bell Lee Summerby trio in the late 60s and 70s. Colin Cowbell. He's got a statue outside the Etihad, you know. Yeah, it's a bit of an easy one. Uh, For me, in midfield, I've gone for the rock of Chelsea's centre mid between 04 and 05. It is Claude Ukulele. (laughs) All right, then. He was the championship top scorer last season for Middlesbrough. Signed for Ajax in the summer, so he'll be playing alongside Jordan Henderson now. Tuba Akpom. <laughs> Good. You could have also had Tuba Moting, the Bayern striker. Doesn't quite Yeah, work. I thought about it, thought about it. Well, I've not gone for him. I've gone for Organ. Gibbs White. Oh, man. You've definitely won this week because my last one is dog shit. Uh, Nottingham Forest striker Chris Wood, combined with the unpitched percussion instrument, the woodblock, Chris Woodblock. That's easy, isn't it? That's a tap-in, a shoe-in. Whereas I've got Mr. Jube himself. Uh, Dion Dublin has his own instrument, the Jube. I've not gone for Dion Jublin. I've gone for... Accordion Dublin up top stairs up to the left <laughs> oh I've definitely blown it I only put the woodblock in because that's the instrument that I was always given in school they always gave the, the dumb kid the, the woodblock just to bang with a stick alright well you know the score it's 2-0 to Henry in the penalty shootout and at halftime sandwiches on Instagram we'll put the teams up please vote there and subscribe review Etc. What's that? So, so I mean, th- let's let's not take the piss here. That's Roy Hodgson, and that means our time's up. Let's not take the piss here. <laughs>